Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello and good morning, faithful listener, and happy Tuesday. And happy day after 4th of July as well. So I hope you guys had a really fantastic weekend for those of you who live in America and actually celebrate 4th of July. That uh, you guys had lots of hot dogs and hamburgers and fireworks and whatever else you guys did for actually my favorite holiday of the year. I love 4th of July. It is my favorite holiday because it's just fun and relaxed and laid back. And it's just kind of nice to hang out with some people. We went to a 4th of July party uh, with from my church. Some members of my church invited us over and it was a lot of fun. It was very, very enjoyable. So I appreciated that. So tell me what you did for 4th of July. Go to www.p40ministries.com slash contact and let me know what you did for 4th of July. But let's go ahead and get back into it. And let's talk about Luke chapter 12 verses. Uh, let's see here. Verses 13 through 21. This is going to be talking about greed. So let's grab our Bibles. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. this morning. One of the multitude said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? He said to them, Beware, keep yourselves from covetousness, for a man's life doesn't consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. He spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man produced abundantly. He reasoned within himself, saying, What will I do? Because I don't have any room to store my crops. He said, this is what I will do. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store all my grains and all my goods. I will tell my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you foolish one, tonight your soul is required of you. The things which you have prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Okay, so Jesus is talking to the multitude of people. Remember, there's so many thousands of people that they're like trampling all over each other. So one guy calls out to Jesus. He's like, teacher, tell my brother over here to divide the inheritance with me. (laughs) So something had happened in this guy's family that he didn't get the inheritance. I don't know if his dad didn't like this guy as much and liked the brother more. I don't know what happened here. But somehow this guy was not getting any of the inheritance. Or rather, he was not getting any of his brother's inheritance. We don't really know exactly what happened here. But this man was asking Jesus to tell his brother to divide the inheritance with him. And I find that kind of funny because I don't know. Everybody just wants Jesus to like, you know, fix all their problems for them. So then Jesus says to him, he's like, man, who made me a judge over you? (laughs) That's just funny. And I love the fact that Jesus just doesn't jump into every single dispute. Don't forget that because we often think of Jesus like um, as somebody who did jump into different kinds of disputes and you know, fixed problems, but he didn't always do that. So he didn't jump into this guy's problem. He says, who made me the judge over you? 
Which is funny because technically Jesus is the judge over us, or he will be when he comes back in the end days. He will be our judge. But he asks this man a question. And I don't know if this man answered or not. It doesn't say. But then afterwards, Jesus tells the entire audience this parable. But before that, he says to them in verse 15, Beware, keep yourselves from covetousness. In other words, greed, coveting, wanting other people's stuff. For a man's life doesn't consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. We've seen several times in the New Testament where the disciples kind of look at rich people as being super, super duper blessed by God, which in fact they are. I, I do believe that. But the the disciples and the people of this time period often believed that if you were rich, that means that you were going to go to heaven pretty much. And because remember, don't forget the story when the rich young man came to Jesus and asked Jesus, how can I gain eternal life? And Jesus told him, go sell all of your possessions. The disciples were really confused by this because they asked Jesus about it later. They're just like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean about this rich man? And Jesus even said to them that it's harder for a rich person to enter into the kingdom of heaven than it is for the camel to go through the needle's eye or the eye of the needle, I should say. And the disciples were just like, what do you mean? Then who can get into heaven if rich people can't? <laughs> so the point here is rich people often believe that they don't need anything else. They become content with what they have. And Jesus says, because of that, that is why it is hard for a rich pe person to get into heaven, because they have everything that they could need on earth so why do they think they don't think they need anything else? They don't understand their need for a savior that their soul is not rich towards God. They might be rich, but their soul is not. And they just don't understand that because of, of the, the comforts that they have here on earth. So then Jesus goes into this, this parable, which kind of I've already basically summed it up, if I'm being honest. Okay, so he speaks a parable to the entire audience, and he says, the ground of a certain rich man produced abundantly. So this guy had a lot of crops. It produced abundantly for him. And this is why right here, I don't believe it's a sin to be rich. In fact, there's nothing in the Bible that says it's a sin to be rich. And right here, we know that God is the one who provides the crops for people, right? We've seen that all throughout the Old Testament. We've talked about that, about how God is the one giving the crops to the people. So the fact that this rich man is abundantly producing crops is totally from God. Every single thing that we have has been given to us by God. So I don't believe it is a sin to be rich. And I don't think we should look down on people who are rich either because of the fact that God has blessed them with those things. I, I do believe that to this day. Now, I don't believe, and I've said this many times, I do not believe in the prosperity gospel. I don't believe that God is always going to bless us with earthly earthly things. I, I don't believe that. But I do believe that God sometimes does. And whatever we have here on earth is, in fact, from God. So this rich man, his crops produced abundantly. God blessed him monetarily. But he didn't give any glory to God. Here's what he says. 
He reasoned with him within himself saying, what will I do? Because I don't have any room to store my crops. I have so many that I don't even have any room. He wasn't thinking about people who could use those crops. He wasn't thinking about anything like that. He was only selfishly wanting to keep these things for himself. So then he goes on to say, he says, this is what I will do. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. But the worst part about it is here. And and that alone, him pulling down his barns and building bigger ones, I also don't believe is a sin. I think that is correct thinking when it comes to, um, you know, what God gives us. This is just enterprising. I don't believe that's a sin either. But here's where his biggest sin comes in. Besides the greed and holding on to everything he has, he also says, I will tell my soul, soul, you have many good things laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. So his soul was far away from God. And he was telling his soul that it doesn't need anything else. It doesn't need God. It's happy. It's content with where it's at. Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. So then after this, God says to him, you foolish one. Tonight, your soul is required of you. And here's the thing, like God gave this man in this parable so much, so much stuff. And yet that man refused to acknowledge God. That man chose to uh, greedily, is that a word? (laughs) That, That man chose to hang on to everything he had, not think about anybody else that might need that food, not think about anybody but himself. And also, he became kind of lazy in the end, where he's like, I don't even have to work for all these years. You know, I have all this stuff, all this stuff that I have made for myself, giving no glory to God. So he says that instead of continuing to work, he's going to take it easy and live the high life for the rest of his life. But the, you know, it's gone, though, as quickly as it came, it is gone. All that stuff that he built is just gone overnight because now this man's soul is required of him. God is taking him and all that stuff that he built is now, where where is it going to go? There's no place for it to go. And even God says that here, the things which you have prepared, whose will they be now? And so then Jesus finishes out this parable by saying, so is he who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. That's powerful. Not necessarily rich here on earth, but rich towards God. That's how we have to be rich. And how can we we be rich towards God? Well, first and foremost, we have to think about something other than ourselves. We have to become humble people. Recognize our need for a Savior who is Jesus. We have to recognize that. That's, That's the first and foremost thing. The second thing is just be humble and recognize that everything we have, everything we've been given is from God. And God is giving it to us so that we can take care of it. It doesn't really belong to us. That's another way I think we can be rich towards God. And then I think the last way, obviously, is helping other people. This man here in this parable did not help other people. He was not community-minded. He was not focused on anybody other than himself. 
So if we're going to be rich to God, what does Jesus say the two greatest commandments are? First, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And then secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. So not only do we have to love God and be humbled under God, like recognizing that God is so much bigger than us, but we also have to step out and love our fellow person, love our community, and be there for the community as well. And I believe that those two ways, those two things are how we can be rich towards God and not just, you know, focus in on the riches we have here on earth, but storing up our riches up in heaven, which is what Jesus tells us to do. Well, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if it convicted you, awesome. Share it on your social media platforms and tell people that it convicted you if you want to do that. But also just... You know, tell people about the Bible Explained podcast. Word of mouth is an excellent way to let people know that this podcast exists. Another way you can spread it is just by writing a review. And also go over to the YouTube page. I am trying to build that up as well. I have all my old episodes on that uh, getting uploaded. So go over there. I will link that YouTube page in the bio of this podcast episode. But anyway, friends and faithful listeners, just have a wonderful rest of your week, and I hope that you are blessed by God. Happy listening, and God bless.